You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you have a fear of rejection? Do you find yourself procrastinating when it comes to prospecting? Because, well, let's face it, maybe you just don't want to get rejected anymore. If so, know this that you are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and yes, even agency managers have some form of the fear of rejection, and they don't even know it, or they don't want to admit it. (laughs) So what do you do? Well, you really only have two choices. First, you could keep doing what you're doing, and most likely, you're going to stay on a production plateau. Or, second, you could learn how to conquer rejection. And that's what we're going to talk about today, conquering rejection. So if you want to learn how to conquer your fear of rejection, then stick around. So why this topic? Why should you learn how to conquer your fear of rejection? Well, because unless you conquer your fear of rejection, you will always be on some sort of a production plateau. Or worse yet, your business will start to go down because you're not prospecting. And it reminds me of a story of a financial advisor that I worked with years ago. Now, This was when the bear market hit, and we had the bear market for a few years, so I'm kind of dating myself, but it's 20-some years ago. At any rate, what happened was this financial advisor had been in the business for 24 years, and what he did to survive the bear years was he converted his book from mutual funds, mainly mutual funds, to annuities. And I said, well, why are you doing that? And he said, well, I need to survive. And so I'm putting everybody into annuities. And I said, well, are you prospecting? And he said, no, no, I haven't prospected in 12 years. So here was a guy that had been in the business for 24 years, but stopped prospecting 12 years earlier. And why is that? It's because he had a fear of rejection, and he didn't even know it. And since launching Advisor Solutions in 2004, I've found that the number one challenge that most advisors and agents have is the fear of rejection. And what we need to do, what we're going to do today, is to talk about how to conquer your fear of rejection. And let's face it, most financial advisors and insurance agents and wholesalers and so on Take rejection personally. And if you take rejection personally, you're not doing yourself any service. In fact, you're hurting yourself and prospects and maybe even your clients as well. So we're going to go over three things today in this podcast. First, the art of rejection perception so that you understand the truth about rejection and fully understand what rejection really is. Second, the top 10 ways to conquer the fear of rejection. 
Any of these ways will help you, but when we put them all together, it's a game changer. And third, becoming rejection-proof. It's a four-step process to understand how to desensitize yourself from the fear of rejection. Now, before we jump into each one of these three things that you're going to learn today in this podcast, I need to ask you a quick question. What would your business, and your life for that matter, be like if you knew how to conquer rejection? Would you apply what you learned? Would you take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. So, let's talk about the art of rejection perception. Understanding the truth about rejection. For many advisors and agents, rejection, or the fear of rejection, is very real. Now, the occasional one or two days of call reluctance uh, might not seem devastating, at first anyway. But when a week turns into a month, and a month turns into a year, and a year turns into 12 years, it'll have a lasting impact on your business. You don't have to live like this. You don't have to be paralyzed by the fear of rejection anymore. I know, I've coached many financial advisors and insurance agents and wholesalers and so on over the years that had the fear of rejection and were paralyzed by it. But what they've been able to do is get past their fear of rejection and build very successful businesses. And you can too. You see, the secret to conquering your fear of rejection is to understand what rejection really is and to take a better course of action the next time you kind of experience it. So how do we do that? Well, one way is to look at what some of the psychologists are saying about the fear of rejection. And one author that comes to mind is a man by the name of Daniel Goldman. Daniel Goldman, as you may or may not know, wrote a book called Emotional Intelligence. But he also wrote a lot of other books, and one of the other books was called Social Intelligence. And he refers to this term he calls, quote, social rejection, or the fear of it, as one of the most common causes of anxiety. And here's what he says. It's feelings of inclusion, depending not so much on having frequent social contacts or numerous relationships, as on how accepted we feel with the relationships that we have. So in other words, what he's saying is that it's not so much about having a lot of different relationships, it's about feeling accepted by the relationships that we have. Now, couple this concept, this whole, quote, social rejection concept, unquote, with the fact that your income depends on a lot of different things. But it, one of the things that it depends on is you prospecting, getting new accounts, new assets, and additional revenue. And if your fear of rejection is holding you back from experiencing results, then this whole social rejection could have a big impact on your business. And this is what I refer to as the paradox of rejection. If you avoid rejection, you don't get success. And if you don't get success, you probably increase your negative feelings towards rejection. So that the truth about rejection is 
that you determine the value of it. And here's what I mean by that. It's what I call the art of rejection perception. So the art of rejection perception is you are able to place as much or as little importance on rejection that you choose to place on it. You have the power to control how you perceive a rejection. And that is how you conquer rejection. Well, I want to go over the top 10 most effective ways to conquer the fear of rejection. And before I do, I want to tell you a quick story about when I got into the business. And if you've listened to some of these podcasts, you know that I got into the business in 1993. And I was one of two guys that were hired at a small registered investment advisory firm. And at the time, I had to go take the Series 65, like some of you have, and then the Series 63 and the Series 7 and life and health and all of that. But I remember I was working and really all I was really doing was cold calling for the three principal partners. And one of the principal partners was on the other side of my office wall. I could hear him all day long. And here's what he was doing. From 8 o'clock until noon, he was prospecting. And from 8 o'clock until noon, he was getting rejected. And he didn't care. And one day he came into my office and I said, Hey, Tom, um, I got to ask, how do you handle it? And he said, handle what? I said, uh, how do you handle the rejection? And he looked at me and he got serious and he said, Is that all you got? I said, what? Are you, are you asking me or are you explaining how you handle it? And he said, is that all you got? And I said, I heard you the first time. What, what, what do you mean? And he said, so when I call people and they say, not interested, click. I think to myself, is that all you got? I said, well, what? And he said, when I hear something like, send me some information, click. Is that all you got? So wait a minute, Tom, what you're telling me here is that you're evaluating how terrible they are at rejecting you. He said, yeah, there isn't anything I haven't heard, and I don't even care. And I thought that was brilliant, because what he was doing is he was choosing his perception of rejection. So what we're going to do right now is I'm going to give you the 10 most effective ways to conquer rejection. You can take one of these, or you can take all 10 of these. but no matter what you do, embrace these 10 and you will conquer the fear of rejection. So let's jump into number one. Number one. So number one, understand that your belief about rejection will affect your outcome. Now picture this. You were not born with the fear of rejection. You weren't born with it. In other words, and I could prove it because get this, the moment you were born, the doctor never picked you up and looked you in the eye and said, not interested. And you cried. It didn't happen. He didn't say, send me some information. And you cried. It didn't happen. In other words, you are not born with this fear of rejection. Instead, it is a learned behavior. So the fear of rejection is a learned behavior and it's a belief system that you've created. And your belief of re- about rejection will affect your outcome because 
it dictates the type of action that you are willing to take or to avoid when you get rejected. So if you have a strong negative belief system regarding rejection, it's time we change that so that you can conquer your fear. Number two, when feeling rejected, you must first identify the alarming things that you're telling yourself and then interrupt that negative inner dialogue or that limiting belief statement that you said over and over again with what I call a relief question. And then you reinforce it with a positive counterstatement. Now, this might seem a little confusing, but if you've listened to the previous, the previous podcast, you know that I explained a process for handling the or conquering your negative inner dialogue. And it's just a three-step process. The first step is to identify the limiting belief statement. So in this case, something like, I'm afraid to call business owners because they, they won't want to talk to me. So that's a negative belief statement. And you've got this fear of rejection. The second step, like I said, is a relief question. And here's an example. Is this absolutely true? Will every single business owner that I call not want to talk to me? Is there one that might want to talk to me? And you know the answer. Of course there's one. And then the third step, positive counterstatement. Positive counterstatement just backs up your new belief system. And an example might be, well, there's nothing that can harm me physically by making these calls to these business owners. And eventually, I'm going to find one that's interested. All I have to do is know what to say, how to say it, how to handle the objections, and set the appointment. It's just a process. See, when you learn to apply this three-step process for handling your negative inner dialogue or your negative inner advisor, then you start to conquer your fear of rejection. Number three, realize that prospects are not rejecting you personally. So, here's the big question. If they're not rejecting you personally, what are they rejecting? (laughs) So, you might be wondering that same thing yourself. Prospects are not rejecting you. Get this. They're rejecting their perception of what they believe your products and services can do for them. That's it. They're rejecting the value they think that you can bring to them. They're not rejecting you. They don't even know you. Instead, they're rejecting what they think you can provide for them. And so when somebody says, I have an advisor, it's not really rejection. It's just they feel that you can't bring any value. So get this. The opposite of that is to show them the value. So how do we do that? It's by finding the need and filling it. And how do we do that? It's by asking problem-based questions, which I'll explain in another podcast. Number four, understand that objections are merely a natural part of the selling process and make a game of it, of handling objections, that is. So objections are a close cousin to rejection, although they're not the same thing. Objections are merely a concern or a question that a prospect has that they may not have stated. So you have no way of knowing all of the prospect's concerns about your products and services, about anything. 
And but the the prospect naturally will unconsciously voice their concerns in the form of an objection. Not interested. Click. Well, they're not interested, but they didn't tell you why. In other words, they didn't voice their concern or their objection. But sometimes they do. And objections are merely a natural part of the selling process. Think of it this way. The last time you went into a retail shop and somebody working there said, can I help you? What's the first thing you said? I'm just looking around. You weren't rejecting them. You just didn't see the value in them helping you find something. So if you view objections as a natural part of the selling process and you get ready for those objections, then rejection is irrelevant because all you have to do is get through their objections. So, so let me explain what I mean in a quick story. Uh, there was a financial advisor that I coached for years, and when he was newer in the business, he had a hard time handling objections. So I taught him what to say and how to say it and how to handle the objections, and we practiced it, and he, and he looked at his cold calling as a process and expecting objections. And every time he did, he had made a game out of it. And what he would do is he knew exactly what to say. We had it all in an Excel spreadsheet. He knew exactly what to say. And once he said it and got off the phone, regardless of the outcome, he'd put a quarter in a jar. At the end of the day, he'd take that, the quarters out of the jar and he'd count them up. And his goal was to beat his record. In other words, he wanted to beat the record of how many times he heard an objection and had a rebuttal. And I think the last time I asked him, he had 27 in one day. But I'm sure he's gone well past that record by now. The point of it is, he viewed objections as a natural part of the process. And he conquered his fear of rejection. Number five, increase your confidence about your products and services. Because your confidence is correlated to your resilience of rejection. In other words, if you have a strong conviction that your products and services can help someone, your confidence is directly correlated to your resilience of rejection. You don't care because you're there to help them regardless. But the big question is, how do we increase confidence? Well, here's how. If you want to increase confidence, it's a two-part formula. It's a two step formula. The first step is technical expertise. Get more information. Learn more about your products. Learn more about your services. And the next step is experience. And think of it this way. The last thing that you put someone into was probably not the first time you put somebody into that product or service. The point is your confidence goes up the more you increase your knowledge and your experience. And when you do that, you conquer your fear of rejection. Number six, know that you determined who the rejector is and who is the rejectee. Let me explain what I mean. Years ago, I was coaching a financial advisor that was in Dallas. And this advisor had been in the business for 16 years. What was interesting about him is that he needed to go back and prospect because his business was not growing. It was shrinking. And as you can guess, he had a fear of rejection. So I taught him what to say, how to say it, how to handle the objections, and he was to make the calls. A week later, in our next coaching session, he said, I'm not doing too well. Uh, this rejection is starting to get to me. And he told me why. 
He said, you know, I went through all of this 16 years ago and for the first couple of years of my business. And the point is, is that it's not a lot of fun. And I said, are people kind of rude to you? And he said, yeah, they are. And I said, well, do you want to work with rude people? And he said, no, I really don't. So you don't have time to work with everyone. And I guess my question is, why would you care if that person was rude and you don't want to work with them? He said, I guess I shouldn't. And I said, here's what I want you to do. Grab a pen and grab a post-it note. And I want you to write this down. So he wrote down, I am the rejector. You are the rejectee. And when I had him write that down, I said, now here's what you're going to do. Every time somebody hangs up on you or says not interested, click or whatever it is, what I want you to do is get off the phone and read that three times. Once you read that three times, I want you to make a little hash mark. And next week, I'm going to ask you how it went and how many hash marks you had. So a week later, we were in a coaching session, and I said, so how did it go? And he said, oh, it was a great week. I said, why is that? And he said, I rejected 47 people, or maybe it was 74. I can't even remember. It was probably 74. But he was so happy that he rejected all these people. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You rejected all these people. Yeah, I am the rejector. You are the rejectee. And I said, great. Did you accept anybody? (laughs) He said, yeah, I accepted a bunch. I said, more appointments than I have than I can remember. And so what I had done with him was help him to change his perspective because at this point, he realized he didn't want to work with people that were rude because he was the rejector and they were the rejectee. Number seven, understand and live by the law of averages. Let me explain what I mean. As you probably figured out, the law of averages is you can't work with everybody. In fact, if you take your city that you're in, if you're in a city, and you draw a circle around your entire city and ask yourself, would I have time to work with everyone? Would I even want a business that had everyone in this city? Well, the answer is no. In fact, what you want to do is you want to look at the law of averages and ask yourself, who do I want to work with? If this is a private party, meaning my business, and only certain people get in, people that are qualified then I don't care if somebody says not interested. In fact, it's okay because there's too many people for me to talk to in my lifetime in this city. So I'll just move on to the next one. And that's how you conquer the fear of rejection. Number eight, understand the paradox of rejection. If you avoid rejection, you do not get success. And if you don't get success, you increase your negative feelings towards rejection. So if you understand this paradox of rejection, that if I continue not to make calls, I'm not going to get success. And if I don't get success, I probably won't make calls. Eventually, what's going to happen is the pain's going to just kick in and because I'm going to lose clients and my business is going to go down. And eventually, I may be asked to leave then you look at the paradox of rejection and you think to yourself, it's more painful not to prospect and get rejected than it is to prospect and get rejected. And when you start to think that way, you conquer the fear of rejection. Number nine, overcoming telephobia. So 
this is a strange word, telephobia, but it's an actual term that means the fear of telephone prospecting. Now, some people have this. They actually have this. In fact, I'm going to tell you a quick story about a woman that had this challenge. So the way to overcome this challenge is to take baby steps to overcome it. And let me explain what I mean. Years ago, I was working in a bank and I was in a corner office and the bank manager asked me to coach the six personal bankers. So I did. And one of the women had a fear of calling people, a fear of setting appointments and doing any business over the phone. So what I had her do is come into my office and we did a quick exercise where she sat on the other side of my desk and she did a presentation about a HELOC, home equity line of credit. She did great. She knew exactly the product. She knew exactly how to close me. She was incredible. Then what I did is I handed her my phone. I took off the receiver and handed it over to her and she was terrible. And when she was terrible, I asked her why. And she said, I don't know. I just hate being on the phone. And I said, well, what did you do before you had this job? And she said, I was a counselor in a men's prison. I said, did you feel safe? She said, yeah, I always felt safe. There was always a guard right there. I said, okay. Well, why do you feel unsafe when you're on the phone with people? She said, I can't see their body language. So I said, let's do this. You can see me, I can see you, so let's do the presentation over again until you're very comfortable, and then put the receiver back up to your ear and do it until you're comfortable that way. And we did several times, and she was great. Then what I had her do is turn her chair, and my chair, I turned my chair so we couldn't see each other, but no receiver. She didn't touch the receiver, and she was terrible at it. And we practiced it again, and we were taking baby steps, and she was getting desensitized, and pretty soon she couldn't see me, but she was great at the presentation. Then I had her, as you can guess, grab the receiver and try it again. And as you can guess, she was terrible at it. But over time, she got better and better until she was incredible, and she couldn't see me, and she had the receiver up to her ear. The point of the story is, is that After all of this, she said, I think I'm ready. So I had her go out, make a few calls. She knew exactly what to say, how to handle the objections, and to set appointments. And it didn't take very long, less than five minutes, before she ran into my office and said, it was easy. I said, I know. All you have to do now is keep doing it. But you've conquered your fear of rejection. Number 10. You have two choices regarding the fear of rejection. You can choose to change the situation, or you can choose to try and change how you feel about the situation. So the reason that I bring this up as number 10 is because you have a choice. You can choose to try and change how you feel about the situation. In the previous story, she did just that. She realized based on her as we talked about before, her expertise, because we practiced over and over again, plus her experience, because we did this over and over again, that she changed how she felt about the situation. And she conquered her fear of rejection. Now, I told you we'd cover three things in this podcast. First, the art of rejection perception. Check. We did that. 
Second, the top 10 ways to conquer the fear of rejection. Check, we did that too. Third, becoming rejection-proof. I mentioned four steps, and it came straight out of a book that I'm going to recommend. Now, so what this book is called is Rejection-Proof, How I Beat Fear and Became Invincible Through 100 Days of Rejection. So long story short, the author had gotten rejected in an interview, and he left and he was crushed. So he decided what he would do is spend the next 100 days getting rejected so he could desensitize himself to rejection. So every day he was looking for another way to get rejected, and he was trying to top what he had done the day before. So he was out looking for rejection, and as a result, he was getting rejected every day. But there were four things that I took from this book. And let me go over those briefly before we we end this podcast. First, embrace rejection. So his goal was to get rejected each day for 100 days. I get the fact that your income is directly correlated to your results of new assets, new accounts, and so on, new revenue. But if you look for and you embrace rejection, like one of my stories that I told you just a second ago about the, the the financial advisor that was putting quarters into the jar after he heard an objection, then you're going to embrace rejection and it won't hurt at all. Second, understand how to desensitize to rejection. So one of the things that I realized about 10 years, unfortunately, it took me a long time to learn this, 10 years into the business is that I got desensitized when I was prospecting, after about the seventh dial. So if you, quote, know your number, unquote, know how many dials it takes for you to feel desensitized, and I don't mind making these calls because I'm just making these calls. When you know your number, you don't care about rejection. You're just making the next call. Third, understand the rejector's why. What's interesting about this concept that I got from the book was the fact that he would go out and he started, as he was trying to get rejected, he would ask, why? And one of the stories that he puts in the book is the fact that he went to somebody's house, he didn't know this person, just a random person, knocked on the door and said, hey, can I plant this flower bush in your backyard? And the guy said, no. And he said, why? Well, because my dog will just rip it up. And so, no. Okay. And he said, but wait, wait, you could go to my neighbors across the street. She loves flowers. She'll probably put put it in her backyard. And so he did. <laughs> but what he did was he asked why. And it wasn't so scary. The fourth thing that I learned from this book, rejectors can change. They can change their mind. And actually, they can turn around and try to help you help them. And I tried this. Let me explain what I mean. I actually tried this out. I I just experimented with it at one point when I was getting on a flight and I said, hey, um, I don't really want a middle seat. So do you have anything else? And he said, well, we do, but, you know, everything's pretty much taken. And I said to him, what would you do in this case? He told me exactly what he'd do to get a seat that wasn't in the middle. And he asked me after he told me, he said, do you want to do it? I said, sure. And sure enough, I didn't have a middle seat. I won't go into the details, but the point of the story is sometimes when you're getting rejected, they'll explain the reason why. And actually, sometimes they'll try to help you. 
I again, I highly recommend Rejection Proof, how I beat fear and became invincible through 100 days of rejection. Now, before we go, I want to tell you a quick story, one last story about a woman that had a massive fear of rejection. And let me explain what I mean. She had been in the business not very long. She was a newer advisor, and she worked for her mom. Her mom had been in the business for 25 years, and her mom basically was treating her like a glorified assistant. So I asked her, what is it that you'd like to do that your mom doesn't do? She couldn't think of anything, and I said, what about insurance? Do you, does your mom do life insurance? She said, no. Do you think you'd want to do life insurance? Well, I don't really know anything about life insurance, even though I'm licensed. And I said, perfect. If you're comfortable doing life insurance, let's do this. Why don't you look into life insurance or look into doing a quote on yourself? And this time next week, I want you to be able to tell me the process and the paperwork. And sure enough, a week later, she did. And then we took the next step. I taught her what to say, how to say it, how to handle the objections, and how to set those appointments with the client base to do an insurance review. And after she asked her mother if it was okay, which her mother was fine with it, she started making the calls. And a week later, I said, how's it going? She said, I have six appointments and uh, I have a number of these six are, are, I've got the quotes already. So I'm meeting with these clients to talk to them about their review. And I taught her the entire process. And part of the process is to be able to handle the objections. Now, she was concerned about being rejected. And one of the ways to get through this was for her to understand that people don't buy unless they understand why. So I taught her the process and we worked on handling the objections. So we went through five ways or five objections and she was ready for these appointments. So the next week, I called her up for our coaching session and I said, how did it go? She said, well, I had my first appointment. Okay, what happened? Well, I went through everything and she had an objection. I said, how'd you feel? I was a little nervous about it, but it was one of our five. I said, great. What happened? She said, I went through this, the what she taught me, the objection resolution model, and then she had another objection. What'd you do? Well, it was one of our five. Great. So I went through the same thing, and I got through that objection too. Then she had another objection, a third one. What did you do? Well, <laughs> It was the same thing. It was, it was one of the five that we worked on, and I went through it, and she was okay. And I said, so what happened? She said, she bought. So yeah, that's great. And she said, no, no, it wasn't great because I had two more objections to go through. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 we're not trying to get five objections here. We're just trying to be ready for five objections. The point of the story is that she had gotten so focused on handling the objections that she forgot about rejection and she conquered her fear of rejection. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen 
each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. We'll be right back.